Hi everyone, my name is James Hancock with Bryson French, and we are Bible Study, the weekly Bible-focused podcast where we seek answers from God's unchanging word to encourage you toward a steady walk with Him. Today's question, is faith a work? That and more here coming up, but um, wanted to give a shout out to our email, Bible Study Pod. that's Bible Steady S-T-E-A-D-Y, pod, P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram. That's that's what we have for we you. Also, so we're going to be uh, throwing up some questions on the story on Instagram, so you don't have to always DM us. We'll, it'll come up yeah, a little yeah, easier slide, than everyone's yeah. uh, get, get those questions into us. We'd love those, and keep an eye out for more content. Um, so last episode, we talked a little, about, a little bit about faith and works and kind of the relationship between them. It's kind of a reoccurring theme. In our, yeah. It wasn't the main point of our last topic, but it just kept coming up. So we figured dive in a little deeper. Yeah, let's let's dive in a little deeper with that. And, uh, you know, what do we say to those people who say, is faith a work? Or have that question. So I'll get us started here. And just a little bit of background or kind of like, why is it important type of starting point here. So yeah, wanted to start out. Changing oh. the topic completely. We're also, oh, wait, sorry, not to, not to cut off. Do we want to mention that we're, we're also in person? Yes, we are in like, person. It's, it's so weird. It's, it's the first it's time we've different. ever recorded in person. Normally, I think we've talked about this before, we are states apart, uh, Texas to West Virginia, but we're both here in Texas this week. Live in Austin. And I'm not going to lie, normally <laughs> I can see you on my computer screen at all times, but now you're sitting off to my left and I can't see you, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's, I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes, though. It is, it's a, it's a new experience. <laughs> anyway, can, can we get into the topic now? Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Sorry. Sorry. What is righteousness? That is the main starting point. Why is righteousness important? So the definition is to be free from guilt or sin. Why must we be righteous? So Matthew 5 and verse 19 and 20. I had the physical Bible, and I had it open already, so it took me no time to get there. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of these, the least of these commandments, and teaches others to do the same will be called called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So basically, talking about following the law there. For I will tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So this is just kind of one of many verses that I picked. And I could have done either righteousness or holiness. But basically, it says there at the end, your righteousness, righteousness must be greater than the Pharisees or the scribes, or you won't get into heaven. So right off the bat, we're seeing righteousness is kind of like a big deal here, right? Yeah, that's a lot of righteousness if it has to be above the scribes and Pharisees. Yeah. And basically stating that, you know, you're not going to get into heaven if you don't have that. So that's a starting point. We need righteousness. So we're going to turn over to Romans chapter 1 now. I'm going to try to figure out how we get this righteousness. Now I have to actually turn pages. So it's going to take me a little longer. Bookmarks. Bookmarks. But which bookmark? You asked me an intriguing question earlier. I want to bring that up. Are you? And I'm going to turn it on you now. Are you fastest finding a passage in the physical Bible, the phone, or the computer. Uh, and it's from, like, you can't even, you can't have the website up already. You have to be, like, just open So I have laptop. to, like, 
like, like through Google, I type in. Yeah, the, you have to type in the verse and find it and get the your f- The physical Bible for sure. Okay. Physical Bible. All right. So it takes a lot of time to type. <laughs> I'm here now. Google. Romans chapter one. So we're going to look at Romans chapter one and two. One is kind of just a little bit of background as to what's going on in the book. We're going to move through a lot of Romans today. So chapter one talks about um, the unbeliever or the person who knows truth, but it's breaking the law. It's really just an interesting topic about when God will even give people over to their unbelief and he'll give them over to their desires and to evil. So that's a discussion for another day, but that's kind of the background of how we're getting into righteousness, right? We're talking about the law. We're already getting started in that. And then we turn to chapter two and it's talking about God's righteous judgment. So we got righteousness and then we throw in a new new word, which is judgment. So we're going to start off in chapter two in verse six, where it says, he will render to each one according to his works. So this is kind of talking about, you know, you're going to get paid what you deserve according to your works type of deal. That is straight up an Old Testament quote. So that comes from the Old Testament. And then in verse seven, it says to those who by patience and well-doing, seek the glory and honor and immortality. He will give eternal life. Okay. So, again, we're speaking about, you know, heaven once again. Getting back to heaven. All right. Skipping down to verse 12 now. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and who have sinned under the law will be judged under the law. So, we're getting back to this idea of judgment. It doesn't matter... You know, we had we had the definition of righteousness to be free from sin or guilt. It doesn't matter if we have the law or we don't have the law. It's being set very clear right off the bat. If you don't fulfill it perfectly, you're going to perish, right? That means you're not going to heaven. So can you follow the law perfectly? I know I can't. I know I can't. Um, so that's where we are right now. It's not looking good. And kind of to go back to righteousness a little bit, the reason we can't just sin once and still be fine is God is perfect, right? He is holy. He is just. The meaning of the word just, right, is that he must He must punish what is wrong. So he can't just willingly turn a blind eye to our wrongdoings and then be like, oh, yeah, fine, you can just come right in. Right? There has to be something that happens there. He has, to, he has to enact a punishment on the wrongdoing here. I mean, you said it best. Like, God's righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and the scribes and yeah, it's it's righteousness that goes beyond and above man's righteousness or concept of righteousness. So, yeah, difference there. Let's look to verse 13 now. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. So doesn't matter if you know it, actually have to do it. Take a moment here to define just or being just. So... God is just, meaning that he is virtuous, innocent, consistent, and right. Justification, that's the other word I'm going to define. Justification is the act by which God moves a willing person from the state of sin or injustice to the state of grace. So, right, our state of sin or injustice is the state we're in now, right? We're not following the law perfectly to a state of grace. That's another topic. That's the next phase we've gotten to here. It's forgiveness, right? The punishment is going elsewhere. That there is God is still punishing the wrong. God is still punishing what is wrong, but he's not punishing us directly, right? So he's punishing God. That is his grace. That is his forgiveness to us. 
So then we see in verse 14 through 16, and it's kind of, these verses are just support, and it kind of just reveals our heart. It says, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, so if you don't know what's right and wrong and you're still doing what is right, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not know the law. So the heart's kind of just revealing itself there. Verse 15, They show that the works of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. So again, we're just seeing, you know, what's in the heart just shows outwardly. So that was the first passage, kind of the, the starting point for this topic that I wanted to get into. With that, we're going to turn over to a little bit more of the meat of this section. We're going to turn over to Galatians. Boom. Wait, just to recap, what were the definitions again? Just so we have that going into Galatians. All right, so we started with righteousness. Boom. All right. Righteousness was to be free from guilt or sin, which okay. we are not on our own accord. Just, God is just, which means God is virtuous, innocent, consistent, right. And then justified, which is the act by which God moves a willing person from the state of sin or injustice to the state of grace. So I was doing that. I didn't actually turn any pages in my Bible, so that did not <laughs> move any time forward in this process. I'm sorry. I'll, yeah, you're definitely better at like asking those questions again. And I've said this before. You um, take the trophy home on being able to come up with banter while, you, while I'm turning to my Bible. Well, to make it even worse, I didn't put a bookmark in this one. So <sighs> Those bookmarks. Yeah. No, I will answer my own question then. Um, Do it. I am fastest on the phone, then the physical Bible, and then the computer third and last. But do you have the Bible app, though? Yes. Okay. Well, not the that Bible app, but I have a Bible app. A, a Bible app. A Bible app. See, that helps. Okay, okay, I was just overlooking this bookmark. I don't know why. There's too many. <laughs> yeah, there was a bookmark all along. Yes, they're just too close together at this point. All right. So the book of Galatians. Paul is writing to the church regarding the Judaizers. Now, we've talked about Judaizers for what, like three episodes in a row at this point? I don't know yeah, how this is just... Three and running. It, it keeps we'll popping see. up. So, Judaizers were coming into the church of Galatia, and they were telling the Gentiles there that they had to follow the Old Testament law, they had to become Jews, and then they could add Jesus kind of like as a bonus on top of their original religion. Works plus faith, right? Exactly. Or works plus whatever. Like, do your yeah. works, get in line, and then just acknowledge that Jesus is there, I don't know, basically. So that's really what this book is addressing as a whole, especially in the beginning. Um, and so we will start in chapter 2 and verse 11 through 15. We're not going to read through these, but I just wanted to point these out. That Paul, The title of this is Paul Opposes Peter. Don't worry. It's Cephas, okay? That's the guy's name here. Cephas is the one who is causing the problem here. And basically, it brings up the point of, are you following the law perfectly? And this is, goes back to when I asked James earlier, do you follow the law perfectly? And you said no. And I said no, right? We can't. And so that's what's being addressed here. Paul is saying, you know, Cephas, Peter, Cephas, you can't follow this law perfectly, you know, how are you going to be righteous? 
because your works don't make you righteous. And that's the ultimate goal here, right? We're trying to be righteous. So we need to be justified, meaning we needed to be counted righteous by God. Verse 16. Now, this is where it gets real good. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law. He says we know as if they actually knew this, but they were really... We all know yes, this. <laughs> they weren't really acting like they knew that. But he says, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law. So they, I guess technically they did know that, right? They were trying to be righteous. They weren't trying to be justified. They were trying to justify themselves. So they weren't really trying to let God justify them. But by that, so by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, so that we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. So now we have more justification. Yay. Um, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So it goes back to that a couple times. By works, you won't be justified. It says that multiple times. But what are we justified by there? We, faith. Exactly. I think that was the key verse to kind of break down here. I'm also going to skip over to Galatians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. Which basically, you know, it's just talking about how the righteous will live. And this is kind of going to come up towards the end a little bit. But faith is, faith shows outwardly, right? We're going to talk a little bit deeper about what is faith. Oh, yeah. But if you want to keep working on going through Galatians and learning more about what Paul has to say after this, um, yeah, Galatians 3, 10 through 14, and then 23 and 25 really just talk about, you know, like verse 23 says, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until we came, until until the coming faith would be revealed. Right? Looking forward to Christ, where we have faith now. For in verse 25 now, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. All right, so we're all sons of God through faith. But just want to go back to faith. verse 16. And just reiterate that point again, because I really don't have a lot to say outside of what the verse says, because it says it so clearly. You know, you're not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Jesus Christ. Right, that's kind of key. Believing in Jesus Christ in order to be justified by faith in Christ. If you're justified in Christ, then you are counted right, counted righteous. All right. Yep. And another yeah. passage, just as I leave. To, that you can do some additional study on is Hebrews 10, 1 through 14, um, kind of on the same topic. Good old Hebrews. Good old Hebrews. It's so many, like, whenever I was going through and researching these, they do point to, it's very clear, like, the relationship between faith and works. So much so that, like, whenever we're trying to explain what the verse means or interpret it, I mean, it's right there just in the writing. Just read the verse again. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, just reread the verse and re, re say it out loud, maybe, yeah. and, and then it'll get the meaning across. But um, I do remember whenever we were going through, because this was actually something that we had studied a, a while back, earlier yeah, this year. Earlier in our Bible study, and I remember it was one of those questions that was like, wow, um, you know, what are we going to get from this? Actually, even before that, this is kind of off topic, but... It's, it's the topic, but it just takes the history back a little bit further. There was a day I was in class, and I had a teacher going over Galatians 2.16, which was the verse that I just gave. And then you were texting me. 
I don't know why, but you were just talking about faith versus works, and you sent me a, were sending me a bunch of stuff. Sometimes I, I pop off, man. Yeah, it was after I had taken this class, and I literally like walked out of class, read your message, and then just shot you Galatians two sixteen. It's like just the reference. I do remember that. I was like, whoa, the timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, that's kind of just amazing how the Lord works. So that's really how we started on this. That was in the fall, I believe. Yeah, and then it came to a question of like, we should really talk about this. Probably in the spring, and whenever we did talk about this, I was like, man, there's not a lot to go off of here. I hope the discussion will be a lot more than just, oh, yeah, it's not a work. But it, it did. It really did blossom into something greater than that, and you know, just glad to share a little bit of it. Anyway, that's just kind of a side note that I remember on this whole topic. Uh, but keeping in mind that whole theme of justification through faith as opposed to works. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the juxtaposition between faith and works. So what we'll do is we'll we'll start off in Romans. So, well, we've already been in Romans. I'll, I'll continue the theme of Romans into Romans 3, and we'll go ahead and start off in Romans 3.20. And Going today, yeah, you... You can see it right I here in front of you. I'm, I'm cheating with the computer, I guess. Yeah, no no page flipping today, folks. You know, we would, you would think us being in person would help us be a lot more productive with our <laughs> with all of our podcast preparations and stuff. And honestly, we have not been. We are running a day behind at this point. Hopefully, <laughs> I, we'll still get it out in time. I'm sure it'll be the same to you guys. But it's uh, it's been a fun week. But it has not been the most productive in terms of how getting the stuff ready. Everybody has weeks like that. But here's Romans 3.20. Again, this is Paul, right? Uh, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, uh, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So that just straight up says works of the law. So that gives the purpose of the law. Because if anything, we were wondering like what the purpose of the law was if we weren't actually supposed to follow it, which we are supposed to follow it. But... Yeah, that clarifies that real quickly. Yeah, purpose of the law right there. And then following that through into uh, 21, I'll, I'll continue going through to, let's see, maybe around 25. But but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans Road right there. And are justified by his grace as a gift, though through the redemption that is Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a, a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Big words there. Uh, this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he has passed over former sins. In, in explaining this, what what does this mean? Um, it's very clearly, with the verse prior in Romans 3.20 and leading on, is very clearly saying that what makes me righteous is faith, right? Believing. What is faith? Believing. Believing in Christ, believing, believing God, as opposed to works, is going to be the basis for salvation. So whenever you think of it, like what Jesus summarized the law in two commandments, right? Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So any good work that you can think of that will will justify you 
that work itself won't justify you, but instead we are made righteous by faith and by believing. That's exactly what this is saying here. So we'll continue down a little bit further into 327. And it, this gives you a little bit more insight into the, the boasting side of it. Because, right, faith, let's see. Let me get my spot here. Propitiation spot. is going to be the word of the day, too. Propitiation. We always struggle with one, right? Or it's always me. I'm always the one struggling with one. I didn't think you struggled with it. You went right through it. You got it. But <laughs> I just want to make that, you know, because, like, that was one I didn't write down the definition for. But that hits, like, right along the same lines. Like, the definition is the action of appeasing a god or appeasing God in our case, but right on target with everything else we've been saying. Yeah, and um, coming back in in 27, uh, then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By law of works? No, but by the law of faith. So the law of faith is now here, guys. Um, the law of works uh, won't get you there, but the law of faith will. That's what brings about that salvation. And Really, it's, you know, so that no man can boast. And I think that's that's a very common theme whenever you're studying this and you're you're diving in and you're finding different passages about the the distinctions between faith and works and their relationship. Paul mentions it again elsewhere, and I think we'll I'll bring it up uh, in here, actually right here in Romans four. But keep in mind this whole thing of boasting. Because we're saved by faith and not works, the boasting shouldn't come from from us because our works don't merit that, that salvation. Interesting point to keep an eye on as we go through these next verses in Romans 4, but it talks about Abraham and his justification in faith. Let me go ahead and get that pulled up here. I don't have an excuse. I can literally just scroll down. It's not like I have to flip the <laughs> flip the page. Don't even have to like look up another website. Yeah, can't blame it on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> can't blame it on the Wi-Fi. Can't blame it on the trying to get there in the Bible. Uh, but I just wanted to double check my notes really quickly. But, but yeah, so Abraham uh, is talked about here in Romans four. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So that just gives you a little bit of an idea of of that. Again, works does not justify you. And because it doesn't justify you, Abraham knows has no right to boast um, in his salvation. But because he believed God, he was counted as righteous. So faith, very clearly not a work is is separated from work again salvation isn't merited goes into that dynamic of faith and works um and yeah again let's see down further in verse 13 this part is interesting because it gives you a little bit of a why like if you stop to think about it's like well why is why why is that so important that it's not based in our own works why why does salvation, why is it like that? Um, so starting off in Romans 4.13, for the promise to Abraham and his offspring, excuse me, for the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be the heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are, are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. 
For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That here he very clearly says that is why it depends on faith. <laughs> See, this is another example of like here's the why, the big picture why. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to, to the adherent of the law, but also to the ones who share the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So the, it's very clear, <laughs> very clear here. So why is it resting in faith and not righteousness? So that the promise can rest on grace. So that that salvation can rest on grace. Faith establishes the grace that we're talking about. And because Abraham believed God, and, and in this story, and in this passage, he was counted as righteousness. So, again, I don't know how many times I said faith and works are completely different. I could, I could go on and on and, and keep on repeating that, but that's that. If it's not a work, then what is it? So Good question. Let's, let's turn to <laughs> Philippians 3.9 gonna make an interesting proposal and then you have a passage to yep. look at that yep we'll follow it up in ephesians i'm gonna go ahead and cheat here and get get with the uh ephesians on, pulled up on my laptop all right that's what i did when you were talking i was turning to philippians 3 9 it's a, a good way to save time philippians 3 9 and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own wow we don't have righteousness of our own imagine Whoa. that because it um, works, right? Exactly. That comes from the law, because righteousness doesn't come from the law. Imagine that. But that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So here we have an interesting set of words. So it says, the righteousness from God. And this brings up the question, is is it a gift? But then we kind of have the, the word at the gift? left, the uh, being righteous. Being righteous, okay. Righteousness is a gift of God. That's the the big question there. If you actually look at that, see, is faith a gift? Could be a common misconception here. But the righteousness, if you really pick apart the verse, is the gift. Then you have the part that could be a little confusing and make you think that faith is a work there at the end, where it says the the gift of God, basically, the righteousness from God is dependent upon faith. right? Righteousness from God that depends on faith. So, we already went over, it's, it's not a work, so how about the gift side of things? Is it a gift? Is, is it a, a gift? gift? Is it a gift? Um, I think we can look at Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 for that. And so, yeah, and in following up, this is just more of a side point that also helps us tie into, is it helps us define faith a little bit by saying what it's not, Right. That, I guess that helps, helps us with that, uh, that discovery there. So uh, anyway, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. This is, we, we covered this one as well. This one's popped up quite frequently. I think last week it came up a few times because, again, we were talking about similar themes. But this is by grace through faith, right? Um, the, everybody will know that, or a good amount of people will know that as the by grace through faith verse. So... Here he's talking about salvation, Paul, and then at the beginning, earlier in two, he mentions but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him. And then following on into verse 8, 
here's the, the, the kicker here. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. So it's very easy to to look at that and and break it down and be like, okay, well, through faith, that's the last thing that came in in verse eight, and it's not of my own doing; it's the gift of God, right? Faith, faith is the gift of God. Um, but this one actually, in English, it doesn't translate quite as well that that full meaning of it. It's one of those that you have to go back into the Greek for. And I did a little bit of digging on this one. And if you if you really do look at the Greek on this, so by grace, you have been saved through faith. Grace and faith are both feminine nouns. And if you look at the this, this part, it's singular and neuter. I'm no expert in Greek by any means, but in, in the research that I did do, uh, you can't say that the, the faith is the gift here because of the misalignment with the genders and the in the nouns but rather if you're going to translate this correctly you have to look at the this as this obvious obvious phrase of the day the whole package of for by grace you have been saved through faith that whole package it can't be separated that's how you translate it that's how you look at it. So what is the gift of God? That uh, by grace you have been saved through faith. So that gives a little bit of clarification on faith being a gift. It's not. It's not. This this week you had the etymology of a word. Last week etymology. <laughs> That's a fun word to say, etymology. As kind of a summary as we start to close this out, Acts 13, verse 39. I think this is a really good word or verse word. Etymology, I was thinking of specific words. This is a really good verse to kind of summarize and just hit every single point all over again. It says, And by him, all right, by God, everyone who believes is freed. All right, so we have to believe we're freed. But from we are freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. All right, so you can't be freed by the law. So that just kind of hits all of those points. How many times have we said that? If we had a nickel I know. every time we said that. That's it's almost as if Scripture tells us everything we need to know or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. I also wanted to take one more look at Abraham. Obviously, Abraham is big with faith. And we haven't even opened Hebrews 11. We're not going to open Hebrews 11. This is going to be our last passage. So this <laughs> is James chapter 2 and verse 21. It's my last passage. What's it about? It's about Abraham. It's about Abraham. Oh, well, duh. But what uh specifically is it the works this is the work side of it yes this is the work side cool. of it okay. more works more faith so works and faith are brought up so many times together we do need to figure out what what correlation do they have as i get there james what have we done this week what is we we told them <laughs> we're we're together I, I don't like we, I, I don't think <laughs> us coming together just to do a podcast is enough justification for me to come from West Virginia to Texas. You, what is what's going about, on here? We talked about justification. Man, we there's so many that so many things that we didn't set up at the beginning of this episode like the outline, the the whole we I mean we gave a little bit of one, but the the location, the setting, live from Austin, you are are coming down to visit yep. before I go before, back to school. Before you go back to school. 
and uh, I took a little bit of a break here from work, and we're we are touring Texas. So we, we started off. He's giving me a good tour. Kidding. <laughs> so far, it's action packed. It is. We have been moving nonstop. It's amazing. I love it. On the road again, yeah. Willie Nelson. We saw a rodeo. Saw some baseball. Overheated. You know, just all the stuff. Baked. Just baked. about baked Got to death in the hundred degree weather. They don't have. Well, they do have that in West Virginia. I'm sure. Sometimes. But not sometimes. as often. Not as often. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm there now. I've I've finally Good. made it to James Good. chapter two. Actually, I made it a while ago, but I felt like we needed to clarify. A fun conversation, nonetheless. Yeah, I felt like we needed to clarify that. But James chapter two, verse twenty-one through twenty-six. I'm not sure if I'm going to read all of it. You guys can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there yeah, you, go. you guys can do that. Y'all can read that. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I may actually do it. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? This is a question. Oh my! Right. I'm gonna say no based off of okay, based, based off, off our what, we, what we said before. Former things. Mm-hmm. So now here, after the question, it says, "You see that faith was acting along with his works." Wow, they're working together. Whoa. Hold on now. They're uh, different, but they work together. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believing God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. The belief, right? It's mm. believing. Faith, belief, yeah. And he called a friend of God, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Alone is the key word there. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also also faith apart from works is dead. So, one of the interesting things is works here is not often mentioned as works of the law. Now, we do see it as works of Christ, right? Things he wants us to do, doing right. But, want to focus on that end so also faith apart from works is dead so we see the importance of work or excuse me we see the importance of faith we've seen that all throughout we've established what faith is what we're doing with faith right so how do they work so closely together and why is faith dead without works does that mean we have to now follow the law like we believe in god and now we just have to follow the law perfectly just showing that abraham's acts of faith were shown outwardly through his works right faith and work they work together they work together hand in hand even though they're separate things in verse 24 the works mentioned here are specifically you know not the works of the law but the act of faith all right paired simply with you know the fact that we see ver- excuse me, we see faith in verse 26 um faith isn't real if you don't actually show it outwardly right you can't just hide faith you know so that's gonna be hard um so that's kind of the ending point it sounds on the surface value that that it's tearing it down but we're back at square one but it's not because it's really giving you a greater insight into how faith and and the relationship between faith and works if you have faith faith is something that is going to change you faith is something that will bear fruit Mm -hmm. and And works yeah, it, it will show, right? True faith will show. Something like, again, we, we talked about homework with what? 
Hebrews 10. Yep. Right. Hebrews 10. If you want to look a little bit more into, into that topic of the faith and works, um, look at some of the things that, that Jesus says in, in his, in his parables and his parables and his messages. Um, you know, I think another one is one that instantly comes to mind is like the, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. That kind of thing. I think we see a lot of times work without faith. Yeah. And that's the works of the law, right? And that gets nowhere. And that's where, you know, the verse says, Lord, Lord, and you're not getting in. Yeah. But if you have faith, then you are getting in, right? Because you've then been justified. You've then been counted righteous. But if you have faith, you're also going to have the works then that come with that. That follow. Yeah, just to repeat it, the works do not justify you. But rather, faith justifies you, and then from that, the works will follow. And where you are rooted and where, where you anchor your hope and, and basically center your life, that will show. Your fruit, wait, let, me, let me rephrase that. Your root, where you're rooted, will bear your fruit, will show your fruit. So uh, that's, that's my little takeaway here. Seeing that we don't have anything else to add live in Austin, how do you want to wrap this up? Well, I think hopefully we can come up with another um, live episode before we uh, <laughs> part ways. We'll see if we have enough time to prep in between all of our travels. And we, you being, got, you, you're an amazing tour guide. We've got some time on the road. We so that's where all the good inspiration comes it from. It does. Right? The good conversations and all <laughs> road that. Road trips. Um, uh, but yeah. Yes. But with that, have a good week, guys, and enjoy your walks.